Welcome right, to live. you son of a bitch. Fucking <laughs> 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 cocksucker. We just went over hours to do the intro, you bastard. Oh my god. This fucking guy. <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome to the Just Love Binky Show. Today I have my co-host, Guru. Let's hop into it. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Um, I think it's important to make it clear, first and foremost, that my uh, moniker was made purely by you and our close friend to mock me. That's the guy's name? Who? Tamaki? No, no, no. To mock me. Three separate words. To mock you? Honestly, yes. that's a good name, too. We could we could kind of really change the guru to Tamaki. Oh. <laughs> if you think about it, because if you say yeah, if you say it really fast, it sounds like it's Japanese or something. Okay, so you want me to be Tamaki, but is, if it is a Japanese name and it's real, is it a male or female? Tamaki. Let's look it up. Like, how would you even spell that? I don't know. I'm looking it up. It looks like it is a name. Uh, the main character in. An anime called Orin High School Host Club. Orange High School. What no, no, is no. Orin? O U R A N. High School. Host Club. Oh, host Club. I don't think I will watch this anime. Let me make that clear right now. Oh, look at it. it! Sounds so weird. What's the guy's name? I don't see his name. Tamaki. Where? I. I just Googled that. I Googled Tamaki. And, yeah. Tamaki. Oh, no, look. There's one in, uh, there's one in My Hero Academia. I like that better. I like this guy. I'll roll with it. Oh, Tamaki Soho. Do Tamaki Amajiki. Oh, yeah. Well, Tamaki is definitely, like, isn't Maki a sushi? It's a sushi roll. I don't know. Let's find out. So poor. Yeah, it is a maki sushi roll. Maki sushi. Hoso maki. Okay. What the? F what is maki? Honestly, translate maki. We're going into deep hole right now. It means a roll. All right. What is maki sushi? Hold on. No, it doesn't. Type of sushi roll that includes toasted seaweed nori rolled around vinegar flavored rice and various fillings. The word maki means roll. Yeah, that kind of fits you. You know. <laughs> When to uh -huh. mock me to to maki to to maki. Well, we'll we'll say to maki, but pronounce it to maki. Jeez, Louise. it's with a T A. Yes, I know. I I googled it as well. I saw it as okay. well. The search engine optimization algorithm was working perfectly fine. And I, wow. Oh, wow. There we go. Some back background noise. All right. So, uh, well, that, that kind of finished uh, our talking point for today. <laughs> I, have, I have a talking point. I, I had a monologue last night when I was trying to uh, explain my feelings to uh, my fiance. I don't know. Should we use monikers for people we know also? Well, you know, you never know. With, yeah, you with, never know. With the backlash of, what's that thing called? Where they cancel you? Oh, cancel culture? <laughs> <laughs> 
say you never said it plan sex. Yo, I All forgot right, so. what cancel culture was called. Oh my god. Uh, we're gonna be canceled just for this. So anyway, you were saying a monologue with your fiance. Yeah, um, where I was talking about, you know, potentially getting a new job where I'm going to be commuting a longer distance, putting in longer hours, but making more money. And then I kind of thought about it. And while we're having a conversation, I, I break out a, a video game I'm playing. And I just ended up saying, you know what, like, why am I doing all of this? All I really want to do with my time at the end of the day is just sit back and play a video game. That's very affordable. It costs me like 50 bucks to buy this game. So should I really be getting so much deeper into, you know, giving up my time, giving up my energy just to make more money when I don't need that much money to do the fundamental things that I really enjoy? And like, how, how much longer am I going to be on this cycle of, like working and spending time and doing all this stuff, almost like a distraction from the things I really like to do. Uh, like, does it, does it make sense? Um, and while I was saying this to her, I started thinking about the fact that if I had just spent the last 10 years, like, you know, living way below my means and playing video games, I probably would not be anywhere near the person I am today or have made a lot of the progress in it as a person. So even though uh, it was kind of frustrating to spend so much of my time doing things that were a little bit removed from what feels like the most fulfilling thing to do at, at the moment, uh, it was worth doing, and I feel better off for having done it. And that kind of motivated me to move forward with the, uh, the transition to the new career, uh, even with the, the sacrifices that have to be made. Because I feel like so far, every sacrifice I've made has made me better rather than worse. Well, that's a long silence pause, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the end of my thought for now. Yeah, end of the thought. I mean, uh, to go even before that, I know we were discussing because you have a high deductible on your health insurance. Hopefully they can't dox you from just knowing that language. But, uh, I mean, you were, we, we were discussing how today, and definitely in our day and age, like, just the cost of living is so much higher. Like, would, yeah. yes, we do live in a, well, we do live in the U.S., um, but just cost of living, like, uh, maybe it is because we don't live be below our means. But even that, you would say, like, living frugal, like, I read a, a, I read a post, like, there's a, there's a book called Fastlane Millionaire that I'm reading as well. I should finish this on 70% for the, like, like, last two weeks. I should really just hamper down and finish that book. But, uh. Like, he, he, he actually brought a different idea that I've never, I've always struggled with this concept because you, you introduced me to Mr. Money Mustache, and he was like, frugality with a high salary, you can retire young. However, you have to sacrifice, you have to pinch, pinch pennies, you have to clip coupons, and this was like, kind of the ideology that I became accustomed when I was, like, in high school, like, if I save my money... And if I don't spend extravagantly, I'll be all good, you know? But, like, I don't even think that carries anymore because, number one, we're not getting, like, six-figure salaries like this guy did. I mean, no – he was making a lot of money off his blog as well from what he did. And I, I respect that. I learned a lot from him. But, I meant, uh, not everything is replicable or duplicated. Uh, I meant, my father, he, he kind of gave me really bad financial advice. He didn't know any financial advice. I meant, like, he was like, just don't get in debt. Don't have three kids, you know? So, like, <laughs> you know, um, luckily, you know, he, he, he's done his best. 
Um, but unfortunately, he still works, and he's in his upper 70s, you know. He's still working yeah. in his upper 70s. And then, and my dad, too. My dad's, in his, my dad's just turned 70, and he has, he cannot retire. No shot. Like, when he told me the amount of money he has in his retirement account, I was like, wow, like, I'm about to break that. I've not been working that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is bad, because you made a joke the other day when the market crashed because of COVID that you were like, wow, whatever I had was half that. And I was like, what you told me before, bro, was pretty low. I don't know. <laughs> I know. But what? a lot of older people take out uh, loans on their 401k, you know, like when they're in their 50s and their 60s, and they have no idea the impact it's going to have having to pay it back through that. It tends to just, like, gut their finances and their retirement. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sad. There are a lot of people I know, uh, family, friends, who, you know, are getting closer to retirement age. And they just didn't, they didn't begin their career with the financial foundation that you might have had if you've read financial planning books and they did not invest any money. They did not start. I mean, I, I haven't, I have a family member who didn't start putting in his 401k until he was 60. Um, and he makes a really high salary so he can put something into it, but it's really late to start. And it would have been better off to be putting, in my opinion, you know, 5% in your 20s all the way up. And trying to put, you know, half your half your uh, yearly salary into the four hundred one k from sixty to seventy, uh, especially in you know in this climate, it's it's so it's so volatile. It's a very risky time to be throwing so much money into it and praying that it's going to work out. It, it's hard to decide if it's better to just save it at that point. But I guess the no. pre tax post tax thing kind of. I meant saving, you're facing off inflation, you're not even getting a good uh, interest rate, like it's not, not even, like I read an article the other day, uh, Bezos basically moved $1.8 billion to Ally Bank because it would offer him a 0.8, no, yeah, 0.8 interest, Uh, APY, is that, is that what it is? It's like yielding, yielding blah, 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 whatever the initials are. And uh, he he writes his own blog. However, I can't find this blog, so who knows if it's actually true. But uh, he was like, I made the switch because they offer me a better interest rate. And obviously, why why wouldn't you shift? Like, I switched to Ally as well because I was in a regular bank that did 0.01 interest rate. So it's like, what the f- what have I been doing? <laughs> like, So my, yeah, it's, also, it's also a risk, though, because Ally is online. Um, hey, Ally, if you want to sponsor this podcast, by all means, reach out to us. Um, but, uh, you know, it's online um, It's online financial institutions, so what happens if it just disappears, you know? Like, di- like money going digital is kind of a scary thought because no one has hardcore cash. Every, every Home Depot I go to, every store says no longer taking cash, credit cards and debit cards only. And they're actually I, saying that now? Yeah, there's, there's like, notes. Like, people are saying, like, I read a few uh, blog posts that say, no, this is against our rights. Hey, it's but not that, their that's fault. Because like, of, uh, that's because of COVID, right? They don't want to have the physical transfer. I don't know. I, I know there is a currency shortage. I mean, I know, like, two years ago, people were speculating that they were going to run out, like, copies, cop, copper and zinc to make pennies. So it's like... Oh, we should get rid of this denomination and just round up. I'm okay up. to get rid of pennies. I don't think anybody uses that valuably. Well, you need it for the, you know, the net. You know, like, stop charging things for, like, 99 cents and then taxing it for 107. Now you got three pennies. Let's just round that right. shit down, <laughs> not right. up. Exactly. Down for sure. 
But I mean, uh, that's that's the thing. Like, like we don't even know. Like, going back to the fast lane millionaire, this guy is saying like his his philosophy is go start a company and basically work on your own, which I love. I love. I would love to have my own company and work like digitally and have the you know mobile income so I could travel the world and do whatever I yeah. want. But like, you you have to learn. You have to experiment. And uh, you know, I remember I sent you that F E E was it free economic something education. I think that's what F E E is. But I sent you that funny cartoon that was explaining Bezos and like yeah, when everybody that said one. that was really that was really on point. Where we were just explaining the fact that like you know people are saying oh Bezos should bail us all out with his billions or however much he has now, and, and they were like yeah, but if he were to like he doesn't have like. 150 billion dollars sitting in cash ready to spend it's the it's the value of all of his assets and if you were to liquefy them you'd probably destroy them they wouldn't even be worth what you're looking for yeah because i know bogle who's the founder of vanguard i read in one of his books called like i think it's just enough or enough i forget what the title is but he was like taking out of the financial like the financial market is what like capitalism is you know you want as many instruments in there producing money like making money, that's you know, and uh, to take away financial instruments, what you you take away the possibility of making money. Like we played, we played those old games where you make your uh, like what is it, turn-based strategy games where you make gold right. mines and stuff, and you harvest gold right. mines. Well, if you get rid of the gold mine, how are you gonna harvest anything? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, uh, like, even wow, if you think about it, when you were, like, harvesting something, and then once, if you kill whatever you're harvesting from, then you don't have it anymore. I mean, I, I, I understand, like, there's a lot of people who are very upset. I saw one, uh, I think I wrote a blog post, hey, on JustLoveVanky.com, but uh, it was about how these individuals were so upset that Bezos made so much money during the COVID pandemic. But it's like, you, if you were willing... To trade places and experience what he experienced, I guarantee you wouldn't come out as good as he did. Like there were three instances that Amazon failed to launch America, uh, Amazon Marketplace, like losing billions of dollars three times. They failed. Like how many people would you know losing billions of dollars would take the same risk and be like, you know what, we we fucked up uh, one time. Okay, let's try again. We fucked up again. Oh, shit, we're running out of money. You know what? We'll fuck up again. Oh, shit, we're <laughs> fucked. And then luckily on the fourth try, you fucking make a billion dollars, you know? Now it's almost a trillion dollar company, right? I don't know. I don't know if it is. But I know he reached $200 billion as net worth. But I mean, What I want to know is how many of those people complaining were buying stuff on Amazon during the pandemic. That, that's, a, like, that's a good thing, too. I bet you all of them did. And I get it. Like, the shipping... The shipping's hypothetically faster or cheaper, but realistically, in the height of the pandemic, everybody was ordering on Amazon to the point where I had an experience where I was ordering stuff on Amazon with Prime and selecting the fastest possible shipping, and it was taking like almost a week to get there. And during the same week, I happened to order uh, my, my cell phone charger broke, and I ordered a new one from Best Buy, and it came next day. I didn't even pay for next day shipping, and it came next day because yeah. nobody's buying from Best Buy. And Best Buy was like, yeah, you know, we've got it ready to go. Just send it. Uh, whereas Amazon, the same charger is supposed to take like 10 days to get to me with Prime. So it, it, people, I feel, I, the point I'm trying to make is I bet you everybody was buying on Amazon because it's what they know, because it's what they're comfortable with, and because it's where they expect either the best price or the fastest shipping. But if you do like 10 minutes of research, you can probably find a better price and faster shipping 
than what they were offering during the pandemic. And most of these people were probably who were complaining about the money that Amazon made were pouring the money into their pockets for no logical benefit to themselves. And then if you think about it, if you go back just 10 years, say we got COVID 10 years ago, you wouldn't have the mammoth that's Amazon that has all the distro centers out there, which can do e-commerce transactions where you can order something. And unfortunately, it comes uh, later than the two days that they promise, you know, but now it is that, you know, you could go on and look for anything you want with multiple different variations from third party sellers and buy something like you couldn't used to do that. Like, so these individuals are saying, oh, boo-hoo, like, we should eat the rich, take all this guy's money. Hey, bro, what have you done? I guarantee you, if Bezos did, like, a percentage of charity what he does, you don't even come close. Because I guarantee you don't even give money to the homeless or anything. Like, bro, we all know you are not doing anything. That's why you're, that's why you're one of the foolish individuals on social media. Like, it's, it's kind of suspicious that individuals, like there's this book called Irreversible. Is it, is it, is it called Irreversible? I don't know what it's called. But <laughs> it's about how like social media is like very, actually very bad for you. And all the high CEOs and chief technology officers don't let their families and friends, close friends use their platforms. However, they work for the platform. So like they know something we don't know, obviously. But I was I was listening to an interview about that also, where people are talking about the people who are in the industry designing the technology understand the impact it's supposed to have on human psychology or on the brain itself, and they don't allow the people they care about to use it because they're afraid of the impact. They don't use it, and they won't let their loved ones use it because they know it's going to cause some problems, be very addicting, and for whatever reason, they don't trust it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's called Irresistible: The Rise of Addictive Technology, and something else. But I just cut off, and I don't really feel like clicking the link. <laughs> it was by Adam Alter, I believe. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, uh, I know J- James Altucher. He's been talking about uh, things. He's he thinks the next trend will be auto commerce, a commerce, which is automatic, which. Just is because, that like uh, setting up for like subscribe and save? No, no. It's it's actually more like if you look into it, what he's what is he suggesting is more scarier. It will know when you're oh predictive, a, like, like like AI predicting what you yep, want and just sending exactly. it to you before you even yeah want it. So and when you're you, like, oh cool, I did want this. Yeah, yep. And it's it's kind of suspicious how technology is like. Oh, I was reading an article yesterday. Uh, Sibrius. Sebris AI is connecting with IBM. So I was always wondering, what the fuck has IBM doing? Well, yesterday I found out they're fucking making quantum computers. Like they made they made nine within the last year. They have like twenty three total, which is amazing because with the quantum co- uh, computer, my understanding is you can't be hacked. Like it's impossible to be hacked. Um, well, I bet I bet you could use a quantum <coughs> computer to hack a quantum computer. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's very like technical. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll have to look into it. But I know the weakest link to all technology is the human being. So, no matter how hardcore your quantum computer is, if I have to have a password that I can think of or like type with my own fingers, and I know it, you can hack the computer through me. You know what I mean? Like that's like my 
my biggest like concern with cybersecurity as a job is I feel like when computers reach a level of security where they're truly unhackable, the weakest link is always the person. So I feel like people like people in cybersecurity, depending on the position, might actually like be at risk because you know it's easier to go after them than the computer. Yeah, I, I, humans are always the weakest link. I, I fully. Uh fully uh agree with you on that nonsense um i just meant you know oh, i'm trying to find where i i made notes yesterday about it um uh i can't find it but like i was uh i still don't understand uh all that stuff that's like but you should because i think that's the next evolution honestly Quantum I don't like that stuff. I feel like if you have technology that's predicting and sending to me things before I've even asked for them, that's that's presumptuous. Even if it is something I kind of like, I might my tastes change over the years. So if they have an algorithm that's calculating everything I've liked up until now, what if I have like a sudden change of heart and I want something completely different, but they're like forcing me into things or sending me things that no longer align with my interests at all? Um, why can't I make my own decisions and kind of find things myself? I, I guess I wouldn't mind like uh, a suggestion kind of thing. Like if they were to have you put all your interests into into like a, a system that then has all products, experiences, and services available and then says like statistically, people who have liked all of these things are likely to also enjoy this. And it seems like you haven't had, tried, been, like whatever, this experience. Check it out. I'd be interested in that. That seems okay. But I don't want it like straight up predicting and sending it to my door without me asking. That's understandable. But I, I mean, uh, like even now though, everything, everything, like whatever profile, I mean, I know there's a lot of TV shows out there that say, oh, this, there's like, they get information about like from this, some kind of system. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a system out there. That's why Facebook is so successful and able to sell so much ad revenue because they can profile you. Um, but just going back, uh, yes, it's the LLLN pairs world largest computer chip from Cerberus with Lasson supercomputer to accelerate AI research. Um, so it's like a massive computer. It's with IBM, Nivea Systems, Sierra. It's number 14 of the latest top 500 listed of the world's most powerful supercomputers. Um, I'm looking at a picture of it now. It's... Yeah, it's ginormous. Uh, so, so it was interesting in that article that I read because they were saying uh, while Moore's Law is not dead yet dead, so that's crazy if they're thinking Moore's Law because I know for a long time Moore's Law was kicking into a top notch, you know, yeah. um, and that's that's surprising. Like, it was bound to slow down. There was no way we could continually uh, keep on producing what we produce because look at it now. Today, everyone's walking away with a supercomputer in their hand, the cell phone. Yeah. So, what's next? They're doing nothing with it. Well, they're being addicted. Right. Uh, but yeah, IBM uh, has the most powerful quantum computer system. And they're also using the AI to find developing genetic diseases. Um, but it's like, it's a lot of stuff that, like, I was like, I wonder what they are doing. And then you find out that they're, they shifted over from microchip making to quantum computer, which is good. Like, uh, I think, uh, everybody else is looking into it. So we should as well. You know, IBM used to be a very huge, like even our hometown was huge. And so it'd be good to come back 
as another colossal mammoth. I, from my experience with them, I just feel like they've been a little bit behind on a lot of things for a long time. Well, they, they seem to come to the table after somebody else has already done it, and then people are already like going with the uh, the competitor every time. Well, yeah, I mean, I know their prices. Um, they were they were no non negotiable. Business Wars podcast had uh, had an episode about it. They had like six six podcasts on IBM versus was it Intel. It was someone. It was another microchip company. It was pretty interesting. I stopped listening to them because my phone broke and I never re download it. And then they have so many episodes, so it's like I don't want to go in and like on uh, play all the ones I've already listened to. So I just didn't download. Yeah. I get that. No, for for the guy who uh, reads audiobooks. Nothing wrong with audiobooks. But yeah, uh, what's your? Oh, I don't know if this pertains to you, but I know. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I meant I follow a lot of newsletters that follow technology and the vast improvements that kind of the COVID uh, pandemic actually made. So I know there's a lot of drones being utilized like amazon wants to roll out their drone fleet um there's a lot of uh like bird kings are going to start remodeling and become more of like a drive-through uh and they're getting the flipper the the suit the the robot that's a flipper that flips i remember like what two years ago i think the the flipper they didn't want because it was too efficient <laughs> imagine getting a uh you know a robot that was too efficient what do you mean it was too efficient? I don't know. I don't know what the story was, but I know it was like on a New York Post or something, if I remember correctly, um, which I probably did not. <laughs> but like, it was just like, I don't know. I guess it didn't really need any people in the the joint. So like, wow. they could fire everyone. But it's like, we, we want to keep people employed. Oh, that was something else that I, I realized. UK is doing this initiative to help the hospitality and restaurant industry that they're subsidizing like i think up to 13 dollars per meal so you're able to eat out like they want to encourage eating out so the the restaurants and the hospitality industry keeps on thriving you know because if that collapsed which it has with the lockdowns um yeah they're letting a lot of people go in the industry so which is upsetting because i feel like those are the people you know uh oh who was saying it but someone was talking to me about it how like these bartenders they were like bartenders making six figures and then before they knew it the next day they didn't have a job and then what are are they gonna collect they they can't collect because they can't they probably didn't include it in their taxes you know they probably got like six figures but you know a little scrub scrub off when they put in their uh (laughs) Little W twos, you know what I'm saying? With those tips. The price. Yeah. But I meant to be fair, like I think the the well, I think the stimulus did the the stimulus was based off twenty eighteen. Um which, you know, everybody was like, Where's the next check? And then it's like, Well, do we really need another check? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people, I mean, like, I know it's going hectic with the moratorium, with the renting and everybody saying, Hey, you know, you're safe for now. However, when it's time to do, you know, owe me all this money. And it's like, oh, even the big malls are going to war with other companies. Um, I know Gap. Well, for the companies that aren't paying their rent. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I meant like, what do you want the, the poor, poor people who are in the malls, what do you want them to do? <laughs> like, they can't have anybody in until like now. 
So I know Amazon been looking into buying up uh, like gallerias, like malls, to make new distro centers. That's insane. That'd be so smart. Because think about that. There's so many malls across the United States and the world that if you start putting like a Amazon infrastructure in there, like for packaging and stuff, bro, bro, no longer would it be two days. It would be one day. I think they might have people actually hired to like just drive over, almost like an Uber kind of deal. They drive over to the thing and just drop it off at your house. Well, yeah, I mean, I I remember way back, what is it? Was it twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen? They they had huge promotions for you know create your own business with being like an Amazon delivery driver. Like uh, I think it was only in the West though. I didn't know if it came to the uh, Northeast or Eastern states or Southeast. Um, but I know, like, a bunch of people were doing it, and then a bunch of people were getting, like, caught stealing the packages. <laughs> no way. So it was like, uh, nah. But, like, I know the promotions for it was interesting because it was like, get your own fleet of cars. You can make your, be your own boss. And, like, it was a really good promotion. I was like, yeah. Amazon? Yeah, Amazon was doing it, like, to, to make their own fleets. Uh, so van fleets. So they had their own delivery chart. I mean, honestly, I would not be surprised if Amazon, like, ends up buying USPS. Like, imagine that. Like, if you privatize USPS. Um, uh, it's crazy. Crazy times we live in. I mean, they do bring a lot of new jobs to the country. I think it would be nice if they paid them a little bit more. You know? Amazon? Like, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know what their pay scales are, but I just feel like... Oh, I don't I think... I feel like anybody who's in a position to employ that many people in the country, like, they could probably have a bigger impact on minimum wage going up than... Well, I think anybody else immediately. I, I could if they be, raise the, what they're paying everybody, then I feel like there's a pressure to keep up. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think they pay uh, they pay like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen dollars. But if you got, you also got to realize they can quickly. Well, I don't know if quickly. I know they're having a little difficulty going over to automatic machines, but most of the jobs will eventually go to AI, right? warehousing probably has to be one of the industries that will be converted over to ai like if you look at the shanghai tesla machine it's crazy like i watched a youtube clip about the shanghai he's trying to make it fully autom automatic like everything weird to think about yeah you see all just like one guy who runs the whole the whole uh warehouse just presses buttons once in a while no he doesn't no not even i think he would just be doing checklists and maintenance like i don't even think he would be uh like pressing buttons at all because like from the clip that i saw I would, want, I would want somebody on site you never know i mean i'm sure they would definitely have a bunch of uh fact ops or like uh like ind- individuals who are mechanics on the clock um but a lot like he wants Neuralink, the Neuralink machine that implants it to be fully automatic which which like I, you said i don't like that either if it's if it's drilling a hole in my skull i feel like i want a person no, bro. Person what can't be as mean? because a person could be a little off, a little like a little shaky, you know. Uh, I I guess I don't know. Like I know technology is really good. I just I don't know. I guess like if if they have like a one hundred percent success rate and they've already done it on a hundred thousand people, then like fine. I guess I feel okay with it. But I feel like if I'm the first guy to go in, do I want like do I want to be the first guy to have an AI drill a hole in my skull, or do I want to let like a, a brain surgeon do it well i think when they do like human trials i think it'd be individuals who it's like they need at least like an experiment you know they need it it's the last resort 
Um, and I think okay. that perfected okay. off that because he he majorly is doing it. It's not for. I don't think his main purpose. I think eventually it will be there, but I think it's the main purpose to help people who are par- paralegic. Parabolic. I think the main purpose is to bring it to a consumer market. I think this is a really well, good eventually. way to get the foot in the door where people trust it and feel safe with it because it's a medical thing to help people. And I think once you've softened people's fears with that, it's easy to move them towards like, oh, well, maybe we'll do some other things with this too. I mean, people are complaining about this, but everybody has like a cell phone and the cell phone is basically monitoring everything. So like... People are like, oh, it's, I don't I mean, want to in the mind. I think a, a full-blown link to your brain at all times. I'm like, again, I, I agree the cell phone tracks everything. And unfortunately, it's very easy if you don't update the software. Even if you do, for third parties, third, like an app you install that you know you need to use for something for, for Android, a while. analytical. Tracks, downloads all your data. You know, it's one thing if it's in your pocket and it's your location data. If the Neuralink is tracking every emotion you felt, What's the what's the extent to which it can track your internal thought process? Can it actually like pre- display images of what you're seeing in your brain? Has well, there, there been, that's I think like what that. the ultimate goal is. He wants people to be telepathic, uh, telepathic, telepathic. That sounds really cool. But if it's in an environment where third parties who are just using this to get more data about you and to like have a better understanding of you. There needs to be very strict limits as to what's legal, and even if there are those strict limits, there are organizations and bodies that are not going to adhere to the law that are probably going to be able to get access to your internal thoughts, data. I mean, what about influence? What about you know? There's probably ways to where it's not just one way, where it's if they can communicate back and forth, like put ideas in and take ideas out, oh, it's probably not difficult for it to influence your emotions, your thoughts, your behavior, your decisions. And it's it's one thing if it's something you're choosing, but what if you what if you get a virus in your neural like that puts you into a blind rage randomly? I mean that that could be real. I mean everything could be real. Honestly, you know, I don't know. I mean I think uh well was, what were they called? Transhumanists that want to, with technology, reach singularity or whatever to be like immortal. Uh, I mean, that's the next step. You know, that's the next step. You got to blend with technology to get to that step. I like where it's going. I mean, obviously, we have hesitations as well. I mean, if there is a man to do it, I think it is Elon Musk. That guy is a genius, bro. Like, jeez Louise, if he's an alien, I would not doubt it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if he's Jesus Christ, oh, never mind. We, we wouldn't have to add to that. <laughs> I'm like, that's definitely not very Christian-like. So, um, But, you know, that's that's another thing. I mean, I know uh, recently I've been having, like, a problem with celebrities. Um, like, I don't know. It's like entertainment celebrities I have a huge problem with because they're trying to lecture the – the regular Joe, you know, regular individual. And it's like, bro, you got lucky. Like, obviously you had talent, you put in hard work, you got where you are. But to think we're in the same situation in life, I feel like we, we're having a disconnect and I don't feel like what you're saying is more of a condensation and elitism that you're having instead of like being like, you know, I feel for you, you know? Um, like we don't see you pouring all your money back into the system, helping the, the little man, you know, you're just giving a percentage. So you get a tax write off, you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, I find it hilarious when individuals are like, 
like, F you, Elon Musk, what are you doing? And then it's like, yo, do, do you really want a list of accolades? <laughs> Man, singularly changing the world. He has killed every short seller on Tesla stock. Everybody who tried to short his stock, he killed. Not physically. I meant, like, like <laughs> who knows? But I meant, like, like they, they ended up going bankrupt. Like, they, they tried to bet against him, and they lost. Like, one of the best, like, films I've seen with Elon was when he was doing SpaceX. And the interviewer was like, how do you feel like all these guys are coming out saying, you know, what he's doing is wrong. We don't believe that it should be privatized. We don't, we don't believe in him. And then, like, you see him, and this man's usually, like, known for his, like, roboticism, but, like, uh, but you saw him, like, almost tear up, you want to say. And he's like, well, you know, it hurt. It hurt my heroes criticizing like that. But guess what? He fucking did it, motherfuckers! Woo! That's right. He didn't let it bring him down. 100%. Before we get too far away from it, something you said earlier reminded me of the XKCD comic about uh, survivorship bias, uh, where he says, every inspirational speech by someone successful should have to start with a disclaimer about survivorship bias. And then the comic has a guy standing on a stage giving like a TED Talk um, and he's surrounded by money, like little bags of bags of money. And he goes, never stop buying lottery tickets, no matter what anyone tells oh, you. I've seen this. I failed again and again, <laughs> but I never gave up. I took extra jobs. I poured all my money into lottery tickets. And here I am, proof that if you put in the time, it pays off. And I just feel like, that, you know, that, that's a good to think about. Because a lot of everybody's saying that, like, you know, never give up. It worked for me. It's going to work for you. But like for every one person who's on stage giving a TED talk about their success, there's 10,000 people who probably worked similarly hard or, you know, within within like a margin of error and failed or didn't make it or it just didn't work out. And they're not up there on stage. But the person who made it, all they see is their own experience because they're the ones who survived. Yeah, I mean, survived. Yeah, I, I, feel, I, I, I like that. I've seen that, too. Um survivor bias yeah it's unfortunate because like i i love this one thing by ryan holiday unlike his books <laughs> no some of his books are very good and just lately it seems like he talks about all his books and podcasts so you get like all the meat in the podcast and then you read the book and it's like oh oh dear but uh he said this he was like don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 20 and, like, I thought, like, that that quote, like, I've always think about that quote because sometimes you get do get caught up comparing yourself. Number one, compare, comparison is the thief of joy. But, like, uh, sometimes you're like, you know, this individual, he's doing so well. Oh, uh, but look at me at his age, you know, not doing what. But let's, let, you, you haven't started yet, you know, like, you can get there. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I think it, in the past, like, uh, six, eight years, huge figures have come to popularity, which I fu- which I love, you know. I love Jocko Willick. I love David Goggins. I love these guys who are like, fucking work hard. Life ain't fucking cheap, bro. You're, you're going to have to work hard. You're, your ass is going to get kicked. And then through the struggle, you, you'll be something, you know. Which, which, you know, sometimes, like, I don't know about you, um, to mock me. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Uh, and then, I, I don't know, when I was younger, I believed, like, everything was gonna be fair. Everything was gonna be okay, you know? 
And then, like, I, I get older, and I still get older, and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I'm like, you know, what I have realized, life ain't fair. Like, unfortunately, it's not fair. Should it be more equal? It should be. But it's it's not. And I think if you if you've come to a grasp of that understanding of, you know, life isn't fair, but I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to constantly improve myself. I think that's a better standard than saying, you know, I'm just going to sit here and bitch how life ain't fair. Like... Right. It achieves nothing. Like I think, I agree. I think realizing life's not fair, and the only thing you can do is better yourself. That's that's what you're gonna have to do. You know. I agree. I I've come from a different perspective. I've never felt like things were fair or were going to be fair, and I always just felt like I've got to figure out how to exist within that reality. If things are stacked against me, you know, what can I do to do the best I can under those circumstances? And if I happen to be in a position where things are balanced in my favor, you know, I gotta take it as far as I can. Uh, I can't take it for granted or assume that it's always going to be this way. I've really got to hop on it while it's here. Yeah, I feel yeah. I mean, remember when uh, we played WoW back in the day, audience, and uh, for anybody who doesn't know, World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, I guess we would have to make that correction, even though it's been around for decades. Yeah, but Warcraft has been around for decades, and I don't know about them. Yeah, like that flight simulator game that's been around for like. Like, 40 yeah, years. You told me about that, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, damn, they're still making that game? I remember my cousin used to have that. That's when Worldcraft 2 came about. Um, but, like, anyway, like, to say not fair, we had these two stooges in the game try to pick fights with us. And then before they knew it, we were, like, levels above them because we had the bonus level. It's not because we didn't have a life. It's because we, you know, we did the referral bonus where it gave you 2 XP. <laughs> Which I guess it doesn't count to the hours that you play. Right. We we did play quite a bit. I mean, honestly, I, I, I read like one article about Vice. Was it Vice? I want to say it was Vice or Wire. But they went to detail about eSport professionals. And I give credit. Like, I know a bunch of individuals who are 16, 18 are making millions of dollars for playing video games. But, you know, wow. it's actually very mentally fi- fatiguing. Physically yeah, fatiguing. And, like, uh, like uh, I think it was a documentary by Vice, actually. Um, and they just went and followed these eSport individuals. And he's like, I got to play today for 18 hours. And it's like, oh, geez. And you're constantly playing against the best players in the world. So it's not like a day off. It's not like, oh, well, I got to go work probably six and a half hours today. And take my lunch break and then work really hard for an hour, you know. These guys were actually working hard, so... Credit for those. And then, like, if you think about it, all these individuals who are becoming very prominent, like, I give, like, our, mil- I would say a millennial class, yes, a bunch of them are becoming millionaires and using social media as a as a launching platform. But I give credit. They're, they're technically trading all their audio, all their visual stuff into the internet abyss. And who knows? With deep, deep fakes, algorithms getting so good, who knows? You know, it's pretty, uh... I don't know. There's risk. There, there's there risk is a risk. There is risk. Like before you know it, who knows? You'll be talking, and then bam, it'd be you. Like these filters are getting a little insane, though. I know. Like we see people on Facebook right now. I know you know who I'm talking about. Posting it like every day of him. Like he's John Wick now. He's like you know Selena Gomez. He's it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see his face every day, and you're like, wait a minute. Like this looks super realistic, and he's not that good at this. So this must be really easy. Yeah, I read uh, one of the jiu-jitsu guys I liked following is Gordon Ryan, and uh, he doesn't like this guy named Dylan Danis, who is uh, who's actually pretty well known because he's the guy who uh, 
Khabib, uh, the eagle landed on when he jumped over the cage and uh, fought him. But uh, Dylan Zinus, he's supposed to, he's supposedly very good. He's like a black belt. Um, but I guess he doesn't have a lot of respect in the Jiu-Jitsu world. And this guy has done the that the app that you see on Instagram all the time where you could put like face swap basically in like a movie thing. So it's pretty funny. Like every time we see like one of these videos, but then you got to think about it. It's like, woof, that's not good. You know, like, I don't know with the canceling error and the deep fakes error. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be hectic. I I found out that there was this open source thing called Fox named after the guy Fox of the guy, um, in, uh, V for Vendetta. Um, well, it's not based off that guy. It's actually probably based off the guy in whatever age of the gunpowder revolution thing that failed. But Guy Fox, well, this uh, algorithm, well, this, I, I don't know if it's a program or algorithm, but it's supposed to protect your face from being used, like in deep fakes or being surveillance and stuff. Oh, and, interesting. So, they haven't called it Fox because the uh, everybody <laughs> from Anonymous wears the Guy Fox mask. Yes, yes. So I downloaded it on my other computer, which I spilt mad water on and has yet to be improved yet. Oh, I did take out the keyboard, though, so it is still drying. So, But I might have fried something when I impatiently plugged it in. But, uh, you know, that's what T430s can always update. Always buy new parts, which unfortunately costs money. And money, to circle back, is almost everything, which shouldn't be everything. But yeah, I was talking to uh, one of my housemates today, and we were talking about how some of these individuals are doing like the van life thing and like choosing to be homeless. Like not saying like they're van life, therefore they're homeless, but some individuals are actually pretending to be homeless. So uh, I don't know what their situation is, but like I think there is some kind of freedom within it. You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah, you absolutely. were actually obligated free with no payment for rent insurance uh clothing tv commercials netflix blah 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 there there has to be a like a freedom to all that dis disattachment <coughs> oh no i coughed i gotta edit that out people <laughs> might think i have a covid my uh Perfect timing. As I was saying that, my headphones died. Well, that's to mock me. That's to mock me right there. No, no, no. It's Tamaki. <laughs> to, to mock me, it was saying something about something, and uh, we don't know if we caught that on audio. How we're recording everything, so hopefully we have something. <sighs> Anything else you would like to talk about to mock me? I'm pretty satisfied with our conversation for today. I think my AirPods dying is uh, it's a good signal that we've, we've hit like the 45-minute mark. We're in a good place. Okay, so let's do a extra. Wait, how do you exit? Like, what's the what's the word for exit? You took drama class, didn't you? No. Oh, you didn't take drama? Is it outro? Outro. He did take drama, ladies and gentlemen. No, I did not. <laughs> and other individuals. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, uh, well, should I say ladies and gentlemen? I feel like, I don't know. Oh, uh, well, thank you, audience, for coming to Just Love Banky's show. And thank you for the co-host, which was known as Guru, but now is known as Mock Me. To Mock Me. 
Alright, we're gonna work on that one. I'll let it slide for now. Okay, to mock me has stated words. And uh, that's it. So, uh, you know, if this does catch fire, however, go to iTunes or what's the other podcast forms? Uh, who knows? By the time this catches fire, iTunes might have evolved into something else. Well, that's just rude. He doubts us. <laughs> this will be a story about survival bias. Okay, there we go. Good point. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And have a nice day, individuals. Indeed. How do I stop this? Do I hit the record button first? Maybe. Oh, shit. Did I not hit record at all?